See, they're the, uh, having fun in the studio again. <laughs> uh, it's great. That's a good song. I like that. Uh, it should be Fiesta, not Fiasco. Uh, Fiesta is what you want, not a Fiasco. Uh, you and SAFAB, let's go on to our next guest. Um, uh, a fascinating article. It was something that I thought of as well, but uh, Nori Williamson, able to put it into better words than I. Comrades, the challenge that rocked the sport. And it's a scathing article about uh, a number of things with the Comrades Marathon, and he's included the two oceans in there as well. He joins us now uh, to talk about this article. Nori, thank you very much for joining us on a Saturday night. Thank you for having me, John. Uh, just one correction straight yeah. off. I don't see this as a scathing article. Hopefully it's a balanced article that recognizes that comrades and oceans do have genuine problems. Uh -huh. But the question is, could they have been avoided? Are they fair on, the, on their marketplace? And what could be done to make it happen? Because those two races are absolutely critical to South African road running and the sport. They've been a part of it. And what has happened perhaps needs a bit of review. So I wouldn't want to be call it as scathing. I think there are things and errors that have been made, mm. but everyone makes errors. <laughs> it's how okay, you let, get let... back up from them. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, what, what are some of the errors that they have made now? And I brought this up in my sports bulletin as well. It's, uh, they've, what are they, almost doubled the entry fee to be able to get in, uh, limited the entry field and the vaccination issue. So are those the three things that you've identified as well? Well, I think those are three of the issues. So let's start off with we've all had COVID for uh, two years. The industry, and I'm, I'm not saying it's gatherings, it's moving participation events. Though that industry has not been recognized by government as a separate entity, and so many, many events have been hit very hard mm. by this. Most of them haven't been able to take, uh, take place. So now we get back, and yes, they've been given a, a limit. Well, I don't think they've been given a limit. That's the, the key. I don't think they have actually necessarily done the homework and the experience to work out what is the actual legal or, or provable number of people that they could have at a start. Remember, we're talking that in London, a city centre and mass population, they have had 50,000 or 40,000 runners. Hmm. How did we end up with 15? New York, uh, Chicago, all over uh, 20,000 uh, runners. No infections reported anywhere. In fact, John, since October 2020, uh, there's been a, a very rough uh, study survey, whatever you want. In fact, it's a voluntary survey with 8.3 million participants in 20, uh, 36 countries, eight regions. And only five people saw fit to register and say uh, there was an infection. No media, no media has picked up on any mass infection as a result of an outdoor participation, running, cycling, swimming, triathlon event. Now, that means that inherently we're safe. When the gun is gone, the spacing to be able to run is such 
that it is not a problem. In fact, there's research being peer-reviewed uh, peer just now in Switzerland that actually shows how low that is. Um, and, and so we don't have a major problem. The biggest problem we've had in this country is that uh, we've been classified as gatherings. And gatherings include parties indoors, funerals, weddings, which are totally different from what we are talking about here. Plus, remember that people that run or run these events tend to train for these events, which improves their immunity, doesn't destroy their immunity. They're also lower uh, risk in terms of heart attacks, diabetes, obesity, which are the big killers with the COVID. So there's there's a whole complex issue, but Comrades has not been allowed to earn any money over the past two years. They've had a centenary that um, they've organized, which obviously costs money to do. They've lost sponsors because of obviously no exposure, no return on investment, plus some sponsorships finished. Um, and they've been running our office, which I think is a mistake, for, with 18 staff for two years. And I, I'm saying, if we look back, is that the mistake that is actually bumping up all these costs? Because they have a genuine problem. They do have a genuine problem. Same as oceans, that there isn't the money there. They've got to get the money and they've got to put the race back on an even. So we've got to look at it from that side. But could they have cut the staff uh, hours and salaries since, say, about June, when it was obvious that they weren't going to have a 2020 race, could they have done that? Um, would that have allowed them to have staff now at full strength again? Because they're going into a race now where they have cropped their staff, retrenched their staff by, I think, 40%. So they've created a problem going forward, assuming all the staff are or were necessary to have the race in the first place. Mm. I don't know if that makes any any sense, but yeah, where it. are they going to get, you know? Now, the big killer for their numbers is this insistence on everyone being vaccinated and no option on the PCR test or, or any other test. Right. And if we look around the world, you may have seen this. I don't know if you have, but yesterday, a court case in New Zealand actually uh, has the prime minister. The, the court case came out that it was illegal for the government to have a mandatory um, vaccination. And they've actually taken the government. The government lost. Presumably, there will be uh, an appeal. But the point is... In this country, we have 30% of the population vaccinated. Now, their largest comrades entry was in 2020, which was 27,500, I think. And if we've only got 30% of the population vaccinated, you've just culled your, your numbers down to a potential 9,000, 10,000. You You'll probably convince... Exactly. You'll probably convince another 1,000 or so to vaccinate. But if you are convincing them and those people get that vaccination solely, solely so they can run this race, and then it is discovered, because research is going on all the time, it is discovered that the vaccine is flawed in some way. Will comrades take on 
those legal challenges for costs and expenses or death, because that's the way they're going. And that's one of the reasons governments aren't. And you can see Denmark, uh, Switzerland, Sweden are all moved well clear of that. They've all opened up their whole uh, country. Even Boris Johnson has uh, made a move away from mandates and so on. Mm. And here we are, Comrades Marathon, saying they're supporting the government. And I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) since when did Comrades as a race get political? So they're supporting a government which doesn't even support the mandate yet itself. So they're bringing politics in and they're going to destroy this race. Now, it's an error. So admit your error and make it, you know, make it better. Okay, we'll look at that in a moment. Uh, you, you did just touch on the, the price, the entry fee as well. I didn't realize how expensive it was to run the Comrades Marathon. This year, 1,200 Rand. You'll get a discount if you enter early. But if I think of the majority of Comrades runners, who can afford 1,200 bucks for a day these days? You're 100% correct. It was uh, 600 in 2020. So on a normal inflation rate level, not actual, but the government level, it should be 675. Um, In the article I wrote a couple of weeks before, I suggested that it may go up to 900, because we remember, they made an offer in 2020 that every foreign runner, which I think was about 3,000, would be able to carry their uh, entry fee over to the first couple Mm -hmm. of races. Now, that makes sense because it would have cost them far more to return the refunds than anything else. They then said to the South African runners um, that they would get a discount on the next race. So in setting their price at 1200 they've had to take into account all those costs, plus the cost of the staff that they're doing, plus the cost now because they didn't make changes to the staff early on, they now have all those retrenchment packages. And, you know, there were two staff. Forget about who's in position. Let's talk principle here. There are two leadership staff in that organization that have a cost to event of over one million rand. Mm -hmm. So for a year and a half, you know, they've had two staff, uh, you know, at, at that sort of price where perhaps they could have cut and shared their posts um, and cut that by half. Mm. So all that money has to be made back. And in fairness, they're budgeting on a deficit of $6 million. My problem is I don't think they're going to find that deficit of $6 million. It's going to grow to $8 million or $10 million unless they take steps now. Now, it's a very simple calculation. If you've got 15000 at 1200 if you can move that up to 20,000, then you get that price down to 900. Look, that's very basic. There are many more complexities in it, but just as a principle. So why can't they get 22,000 or so on? And, you know, I know I work overseas. This is my sort of thing. I'm a structural engineer by profession, but I uh, I do event consultancy and I work around for World Athletics as a technical person. I've seen all the the stuff that's been going on. And with a few changes, I'm sure we can get that up to 20, uh, 22,000, assuming the authorities are willing to take 
mathematical mm-hmm. proof that we can do the spacing both at the start and along the road. So that's my problem, because you're absolutely correct. 46% of this country are on government grants. 43% are unemployed. 75% of the youth are unemployed. How are they supposed to how are they supposed to be able to pay 1200 or the 1000 discount um you know uh, if they enter between 23rd of march i think there's positives as well you know Okay, we'll get there. I just want to talk about the prize money as well, because you, you start this by saying that it's going to lose its popularity. And it's important because not only will, are the mass participants maybe not going to run it for the reasons we've just given, the prize money has been halved. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, more or less wow. half. I don't know if it's exact. but um, and, and of course, yeah, the professionals are. But please remember as well that, um, look, there are a couple of things that can change this. But... Uh, you know, outside South Africa, comrades is actually nothing. In fact, it's only okay. the high prize money. It's only the high prize money that makes it an international event in terms of world athletics rules. And the same goes for oceans. We grew these races due to the apartheid and isolation period. That's, that's how these races grew so fast. I mean, there was another one in England called the London to Brighton, which mm. disappeared uh, about 10 years ago, I think now, um, because no one was really interested in, in that uh, distance. Things are changing, and they're changing for the positives. As you probably know, uh, next weekend we have the Nedbank runification 50-kilometer world record attempt. That race last year, was one of the reasons that World Athletics recognized the 50K uh, as a world record distance. Now, 90 kilometers isn't any distance. It's never been a sort of recognized distance. And in any case, comrades changes all the time. So it is predominantly a comrade, uh, a South African tradition, South African event. And it's a fantastic event. And I'm passionate about it. And I'm passionate about the oceans, which started as a training run for comrades. But we have to keep it in perspective. So getting sponsors that allow for high prize money is a problem. And if you were to pick the best in, um, the best of our runners and put them into a marathon, where would they finish? They're 213, 210. Uh, they're not nowadays the top athletes. Last weekend, I was at a, a half marathon in UAE, which is hardly a running venue. And I mean, there were how many? Uh, I think there were four or five people under 60 minutes for the half marathon. Sure. So we've got to put it into, they earn, they earn big money. 130,000 US, you know, that sort of thing, plus their appearance money, plus. But our elite in this country are not as elite as they would like to think. And we need need, to put that in perspective. We need to start wrapping up. What does the CMA, the Commerce Marathon Association, say about this? And you've given the solutions, increase the numbers, I guess, and uh, get away with, uh, we're, we're in level one lockdown now, you can do it. But what does Commerce Marathon Association say in reply? 
I haven't seen anything from them other than, and these are positives. Um, first of all, that uh, the race director says that there is the offering of a sponsor. And I think the big question will be, what is that sponsorship money going to do? Is it going to give some sort of rebate to clubs to pass to uh, people that can't afford the full prize money, which would be a great way of doing it? Um, they've also said that they will be both on SABC, I think, and uh, Super Sport. And that opens up the uh, the number or the coverage that uh, a sponsor can get within Africa, Middle East, North Africa, uh, and bits of Europe. So that alone could increase the prize money. What are they going to do? I would hope they will drop the vaccination uh, totally because government has said that by the end of, uh, by mid-March, they will have got rid of the state of disaster. So presumably vaccination will drop. So I'd hope comrades would do that. I would hope they would review um, their 15,000 and if necessary, redo the figures that they should have done to make sure we can get it up to 20,000 and then work out uh, how, to, how to do something reasonable to help those that genuinely can't, mm-hmm. um, can't afford it. And two oceans, I, I, two oceans, John, I don't know if you've seen that they had a, a whole process with a lottery and so on, and they didn't get the numbers to have a lottery. And let me just say as well that around the world, that is the same. Around the world, no race, no race has filled to capacity. No mass open race. Not London, not Chicago, not Boston, etc. None of them have managed to do because there is a number of things that people are worried about. One is uh, the fear of COVID and, and bad organization that causes an infection. Uh, money is a second one. And someone else... Uh, Another event organizer in this country pointed out that perhaps people have lost and uh, lost the enjoyment from a race because they can get it just with club runs and so on, which means we need to be reviewing what we're offering. But this is not a, an attack on comrades. This is a wake-up call for comrades and a wake-up for oceans. Come on, we need you back. We need you back so that other races will come back as well. Mary Williamson, thank you very much. You can read that article. As I said, it's on The Witness, also on News 24 as well. Mary Williamson, virtual endurance coach, prior international triathlete, author, event technical consultant, journalist, professional, structural and civil engineer.